Hello everybody, it's episode 14 of Doing It Together. Episode 14, I'm Neil and... Oh, hello, interrupting you, how rude. (laughs) I'm Penny, your co-host, Neil's co-host. And I have forgotten completely, it seems like ages since we've done the last one It is a long time since we did a podcast because it's been a full month since we Um, have all got together as a bath improvement system, improving together for ED. Sure. Yeah. And I guess um, at this point of the introduction, we've had loads of things happen to us. We've had the LTM today, and so we've got some news for everybody from that. And as always, we go into our elevator pitch. So here goes. Hi, I'm Inez, I'm one of the sisters in A&E. We don't just look after our patients, we love looking after our patients and each other. We will continually improve our care and processes by valuing everyone's input using the skills we learn on this program in order to achieve the Trust's true North goals. We are a good hospital, but we will be outstanding. Fantastic. And it's really weird because we're doing this looking at each other. It's really off-putting. <laughs> it's really, really strange, absolutely. I think the last podcast we did, we did um, at, in one of the education centre rooms, wasn't it? Yeah. And it is really, really strange because usually... Um, you're on your own and I've got a glass of wine on, you know, that I'm having a little sip from. But you're not having to make eye contact no. and it's really, really strange. <laughs> and we sit and chat for hours on end normally. Yes. Not a problem. And then suddenly when it's being recorded, there's this elephant yeah. in the room. Yeah, we're a bit awkward. So apologies, listeners, if we sound a bit awkward. <laughs> but what a day we've had today, the LTM. I think all of us have had... A really busy time in ED at the moment. Yeah. And lots of things, all of us going on outside. And it's been a really, really hard time. And I think, to be honest, we both felt um, a little bit overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that we needed to do today. Yeah. I think so. And I think it's just there's only so much resilience you have and we both felt a bit low on resilience however as normally happens as the day wears on we become more uh positive and we get more out of the day as the day wears on more uh positive (laughs) no we have though i agree with you and i do feel quite excited about some of the changes are going to happen soon so in the ltm today ltm stands for leadership team meeting the leadership team are those of us that are trying to learn about bath improvement system and teaching you about it just Mm. fyi absolutely i think that's one of the points that martin said that he's going to kind he's going to write a glossary of terms for us so that everybody in the department can can see what what it's all about which is a great thing so some of obviously our main driver has been the triage um and that's what we really have been working on um we were looking at some of the reasons why the staff weren't putting the correct time at triage pay on the triage pay power form um there might be a lack of awareness um, there's huge amounts of patients that we're seeing at the moment, especially in the corridor. Lots of new staff, lots of agency staff. Yeah. So it's getting the message to everyone. That's the important thing, is getting the message to everyone. So you've done the good, really good piece of work on standard of work on each of the computers on yep. wheels. Yep. Um, so it's easy to just pick that up and have a read of it. 
to remind yourself what is the process that I should be following when I'm mm. completing the triage yeah. power form. Yeah. And interestingly, it was nice for you to see somebody actually using that today. Yes, Andrea, who's yeah. been off for a while. Lovely to have you back, Andrea. And it's nice to see somebody using that standard work mm. and following what it was all about. And also what it does is it reminds other staff that they're asking about this triage process mm. to go through that standard work as yeah, well. absolutely, yeah. And the buzzing in the background is some sort of work that's going on in the department at the moment. It isn't a terrible wind problem, Penny has. <laughs> um, today. <laughs> there was one of the things today, one of the things that was um, we discussed at the LTM was that still some of the staff feel that they're being slightly dishonest by saying that when the triage took place yeah now <clears throat> i think that's been mixed in a little bit with the care that people get in the corridor and the length of mm. time that some patients are staying in the corridor and i think it's really important to separate the corridor patients from the time that they are triaged by the shift mm. coordinator mm. Because from those patients in the corridor, the shift coordinator doesn't just pull them out in time order, we'll pull them in, in the need, their clinical need into yeah. the appropriate areas. Yeah. And I think you need to just revisit the national standard of triage is a decision of where is best to place your patient, knowing their latest vital signs, pain score, and news pain score history and history observations and observations yeah. yeah so if you think each time a coordinator stands at staff base and an ambulance crew arrive when an ambulance crew that's the, essentially the snapshot of what the ambulance crew tell the coordinator so yes it's a very quick handover but it is news clinical history um relevant past medical history and um what their pain score is on that information the coordinator decides where is the safest and best place to put that patient therefore triage done we then as nurses in our cubicles do an initial assessment which is different to triage on the back of our initial assessment i would agree sometimes we do need to then change where we've decided to put that patient absolutely but that doesn't mean that the triage wasn't done no yeah. and done correctly absolutely so and when we're saying back time we're not saying back time to fiddle the figures. We're saying back time to when the coordinator did that first triage. Absolutely. And I think that's important to remember that, you know, triage in A&E is a fluid process. Mm. If they don't, people don't just triage once with their patient. Mm. You continually triage according to their clinical need. Mm. And I think that's really important to remember that those patients don't just suddenly go to the, um, to the corridor. They move from the corridor, the corridor nurse will say, actually, this patient needs extra. Mm. So then they'll highlight that to the shift counter. Or if they go into a major's cubicle, the major's nurse will say, this patient needs to be monitored. That I'm not happy with them. Those are both extra triages. Mm. But we never document those. We just say that the patient has blah, blah, blah. We need to move them. Mm. Document our notes, we've moved them. So I think, you know, <clears throat> and the work, the trust is working very hard to sort out the, or to work the corridor in a, in a safe way but i think realistically this is going to be an ongoing thing mm. in this climate mm. until um there's the revolution um so um that's so going back to what you said about what the, the shift coordinator does they there has to be consistency in that and mm. that's why we 
wrote a piece of standard work mm. for the shift coordinators to say, are they listening to those four things? Pain mm. score history, news, observations. Mm. And then that completes the NHS definition mm. of what a triage is. Mm. Mm. So that was very, very good. There was also other things that went on at our LTM. Because this, although this is our main driver, there's other things that we're working on. Mm. Um, Martin was very interested in what he was working on. Yeah, so he's spent a lot of time um, and also working with another bath improvement system group um, looking at um, the patient delays from an EDA point of view and the numbers of hours that are wasted when they ha- when the EDAs have to delay a job. So there's many reasons that we will ask our ask the EDAs to delay a job or they will have to delay a job and that's because you know we haven't got the notes scanned, the nurse isn't ready, the nurse is in the middle of doing something else, the consultant doing their round so the doctors are in with the patient or whatever. So therefore the EDA then has to delay the job. Um, and there's a lot of frustrations from the EDAs and from the nurses and also from the figures of patients um, uh, breaching. So there, there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes trying to improve things for the EDAs and ultimately for the patient and trying to avoid breaches and things. Um, so he's done a lot of work looking at all those figures, hasn't he? Yeah, and mm. it sounds like he's going to continue working on that to mm. analyse the reasons why. Um, and to dig down a little bit deeper why there are so many people that are delayed mm. and what they're being delayed for so so that work can be carried out on that and I thought that was quite good and I think that from what Matron highlighted on the back of some of the information he gave to us today at the meeting is that um, a bit more work needs to go on with the coordinators to try and reduce the amount of jobs that are being delayed yes um, yeah. from a from a driven from the coordinator yeah. position yeah the other thing that he mentioned today which was quite an interesting one, was using the whiteboard to put the names up of um, of the nurses in recess and high care mm. and I think that could help sometimes because it was a valid point that sometimes the EDAs go into the high care and recess area and um they don't know who they're looking for mm. and so they find a nurse and say well this is and then we say oh no it's the other nurse over there you need to speak to mm. um and that might help if we put those just a small change just to see how that goes for a month let's see how if we can make it a little bit yeah. easier for them yeah um so yeah and um on top of all the ltm we were saying how we're going to relaunch like the huddles mm. or the status exchange and um Matron and Emma came up with some great solutions to saying, okay, she's going to go forward with mm. the huddles three times a week mm. and then they'll be embedded in practice yeah. so that other team members and senior members of the teams can take that forward. Mm. Status exchange, um, it isn't just um, going to be one person or two people doing it, it's going to be the shift coordinators doing that. Yeah, And I really hope that that um, avoids some of the negative feelings people mm. sometimes have when they're not being listened to or not being asked questions uh, how their shift is going mm. um, which sadly there was a, a ticket that went up on the board mm. that said that mm. and I thought they didn't put their name to it but I wish they had then mm. we could have taken it further with them 
mm. um, and it to explore why. And then Matron said about having starting like a super triage month. Let's mm. really work on this going forward. It's a new year. It's January. Mm. Let's see if we can do this. Let's really push this. Yeah. Um, and see how we go. Which is great. Yeah, amazing. So, is it all negative out there? No. I don't think so either. Although sometimes it's really difficult. It's difficult not to feel negative because yeah. it's just relentless hard work. Um, we just need to remember to be kind to each other yeah. and remember to make each other feel valued yeah. because every single member of staff is highly valued. Yeah. But we need to show that, I think. Yeah. There was an interesting interview that I'm going to play now. Um, and um, it was really interesting from my point of view because... I thought I didn't have very much of an impact with this person. And my interactions haven't been that long that I can, you know, mm. think about. But they meant something to this person, so I played the interview. Hello, my name is Adesola Alo. Um, I joined ED getting to a year now, uh, January 2019. I really enjoyed it. But after my three weeks of supernumerary, it was, I dreaded it so bad. I was scared of coming to work. Then later I said, I asked myself a question, why did I join ED? And the answer was the solution to my problem then. I joined ED because I want to learn new skills. I want to be more confident. I want to be sure of myself, really. Um, yes, and I want to have the... Um, the uh, evidence-based, um, the latest evidence-based uh, practice. So that was the solution, really, and I've really enjoyed it till till day. And the depends on the nurses I met along the way. Yes, uh, people like Mr. Macaulay, <laughs> uh, Tash, um, uh, the coordinators, uh, Viv. I mean. So many, really. Yeah, and I really, really enjoyed it. And my band, Seven, uh, Dominic, very, very approachable. Debbie, very, very approachable, really. Yeah, so Ashley, extremely, extremely helpful to me. Yeah, so that's it, really. I really, really enjoyed it till day. So even though I do part-time now, I wish I can do full-time, but I can't afford it. So <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's so nice. It was amazing. It was yeah. really, really good. Because often we um, project some of our feelings onto other staff members. So when we're feeling overwhelmed and down, we forget that a, a nice word or a supportive way in which we can... <laughs> She's yawning at this point, everybody. Oh, so sorry. a supportive way in which we can help the rest of our team, um, it means so much to them. And I think we need to remember that. We just need to remember why we're doing this. And we're doing this because... Because we are a good organisation, but we will be outstanding. Yay! Yay. Thank you very much. Speak to you in a month. (laughs) I like that bit. (laughs) I was going to say speak, listen, hear. Whatever. I'm going to keep that as outcasts. Uh, Not outcasts. Outtake. (laughs) Outcast. Right, bye.